Welcome to another episode of the More Gold Investors Podcast. This is your co-host, Lakeshay Nigeria, and Ozzy Yassir. What's up, everybody? What's up, everyone? We are so excited to have you join us once again as we bring you more golden opportunities and information designed to help you in your real estate investment needs. And we are super excited today because we have an awesome guest with us. Join us today, we have Gretchen Sipp. And so now before I bring her in and um, before you hear her voice, I just want to tell you a little bit about Gretchen. So Gretchen is a Gary, Indiana native, and Gretchen began her career with gaining unparalleled experience in the marketing and business building space as well as in the computer and skill facilitation sector. She has also established herself as a respected business consultant and marketing coordinator for various companies. Driven by her love for community and helping others build a legacy of self-sufficiency through creating their own livelihoods, she takes pride in providing the best business support as possible. Currently working as the operations manager for the Stage Small Business Incubator and Co-working Space, along with being the founder of GLS Administrative Concierge and Events, Gretchen is widely known for her business collaborations, community engagement, marketing, and expertise in the fields of fashion, art, and culture. Gretchen, hey, how are you? Welcome. Hello, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Are you there, Gretchen? Yes, I'm there. I'm here. Can you hear me? We can. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being a part of the More Gold Investors podcast. How are you today? I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful and excited to be on this podcast with you all. Thank you for the invite. Yes, yes. Um, So we are excited as always, you know, because it's really a wonderful thing when we can bring people on the show who inspire us, who are making a difference in the community, and who also can share just some tidbits with our audience that can also, you know, help them. Now, one of the special reasons or the things that make Aja and I really excited about this podcast is because Gretchen is also going to be one of those sisters that's going to be on the stage come August the 24th, 2019 at our inaugural The Hand That Rocks the Cradle Rocks and Rules the World Business and Entrepreneur Power Conference. Isn't that right, Gretchen? Yes, and I'm so excited and so honored, and I'm really completely thankful um, that you all even thought of me, and I'm so excited to be on this panel. (laughs) Yes, this is going to be super, super excited. So, Gretchen, tell us a little bit to our audience, you know, a little bit – who you are, you know, tell us some of the things that you're working on and tell us some things that can add value, you know, to our listening audience. Um, well, a little bit about where, um, who I am. I am, I was born in, um, in Northwest Indiana, 
Um, but my family hails from Mississippi and Alabama, so they actually had me on vacation. I was a month late. Since then, I've been in Gary, Indiana, um, and I have gone through many of the changes with Gary, Indiana. Um, but one of the things I found out and I know to be true is when you keep returning to a place, there are some lessons that you have to learn in that place. And we, it can be on a, you know, physical daily level. It can be on a business level. It can be on an emotional level and a spiritual level as well. And a lot of times um, our businesses mirror our real lives. And they sort of go hand in hand sometimes. And so where there's sometimes chaos in our regular lives, it turns over into our business lives and back and forth. And so um, I actually initially didn't even plan on going into business. I started um, as a computer tech person. And um, I, but I was always asked to help when it came to small businesses. Um, I was brought into a number of different corporations. So what I am is I am an order bringer. I bring order. And so a lot of people hired me to come in and set up their standard of operations, um, hire me to set up their employee handbooks, um, hire me to do training modules. And so I would come into these businesses and I would learn their processes and I would document them and create order. Um, wow. From there, uh, I ended up, because of the crazy um, economy back in 2008, 9, 10, you know, that whole fiasco, especially with the automobile market, um, because I was working with a number of um, auto companies from Toyota to Subaru um, and even Ford. Some of them, you know, it, it hit home when I was laid off. And so I was no longer brought in to do certain jobs and um, made some investments thinking uh, these business partnerships would do well. They were um, in the field of education, so I was opening up or helping to open up a couple of daycares and um, helping two other businesses get started using my savings from what I had and ended up making some bad business decisions, um, ended up being duped. And um, that fueled me to learn more and more about business. Um, I ended up being homeless in Indianapolis and had to come home, and um, home to Gary, Indiana. And from that moment, I promised myself, okay, I won't, I won't go through this again. I, I had gone through it three times and ended up, you know, losing everything. And so I educated myself, and then I restarted my whole degree, we <laughs> started over from scratch, even though I had a couple, uh, I was at 120, 126 credit hours, almost close to being done, started completely over in business. Wow. And so I absorbed every class I could online as well as in class, you know, through a university. Um, and... Um, just started to really take in information. Also, when I moved back, um, it was very hard for me to get hired. Um, I was even applying to Walmart, McDonald's, um, just place, just to be, you know, because I, I was a single mom. I needed to make ends meet, and I couldn't get hired. And so um, 
I moved in with my parents, and they needed help with contractors and getting work done. And so I, I had to hunt down people. And in doing that, a number of those contractors did not have sufficient or efficient business systems. And so they were sending out contracts and proposals that were not protecting them legally um, and uh, also were not uh, just their systems completely, their order intake or their inquiry intakes, they were just completely garbage. <laughs> For lack of a better term, it's garbage. Um, and so, you know, I offered to help with one or two things, and the next thing you know, they were hiring me to run the admin portion of their businesses. Um, a number of people kept saying, well, Gretchen, maybe you should really do this yourself. Like, this is, you know, I'm like, ah, no, no, no. I just want to invest with other people, see it blow up, you know, get some, you know, kick back on the back end, and I'm good. And um, actually, my father pushed me. So I started going out there and uh, went back to Indy, and then my parents got ill. They, they both um, were diagnosed with cancer a month apart. So I moved back to Gary, Indiana. And um, so, of course, I had to fall back on what I knew, which was I had graphic design background, um, so I was doing um, video editing, graphic design. That's what I had, my computer. And while I was taking them back and forth to the doctors and so on and so forth, I was able to do that. Um, and then uh, my dad told me about a month before he passed, he was like, if you don't do anything else, do GLS for yourself. And uh, the rest sort of blew up from there. Um, after he passed, my mom is now cancer-free, um, but it just propelled me and fueled me to go further. Um, I finished, you know, getting my degrees and so on and so forth, um, but it propelled me to go further. Also in that process, I realized that there are a lot of women who um, were going through some of the similar situations. You know, we know we need to do something else other than just this nine-to-five but we just don't know what it is. And so I worked with a small team of about three women um, at the time, and we went through what skills we had. We did a skills assessment. Um, we looked into what we wanted to do, what we wouldn't mind doing, and what fit around our schedules, especially with children. And we sort of formed this sort of power team. And from there, GLS Administrative Concierge and Events was born. And um, I actually became official on my dad's birthday um, with the state of Indiana. Um, but that's, that's where it was born. And so for then, our purpose was always to help others. But my focus is women um, and helping them create livelihoods that, you know, they can carry on and pass on legacies. So that's my focus. So that's how we started. And um, we have, you know, event side. I've been doing events for at least 15 years, but they were bigger event production events. And um, I figured, okay, I could take this and, you know, work with, you know, everyday people on smaller scale events. And um, we started, it was quite a learning curve, <laughs> but now we are getting back actually to doing um, festivals and um large-scale fashion shows. Uh, we, still do, do, we still do weddings, but um, I actually am retired from weddings because that's not my ministry. <laughs> um, but I have a, no, a wonderful team that handles those. 
Um, and then we are also community-focused. That's one of the things that we committed to was uplifting our own community. And so uh, we do a number of uh, different events at what we feel are um, disenfranchised large pockets of people, which are apartment complexes. In our local area, uh, we have about 5,000 people that stay in apartment complexes. And we notice even in watching voter turnout and so on and so forth that those people do not feel engaged. And we have high concentrations of, of course, unfortunately lower income or those that do not have the access to resources um, and children. And so we go into certain apartment complexes and we do events. We provide, we've partnered with um, counseling agencies, um, health agencies, and um, we bring those, those entities in. They provide counseling services. Um, they provide um, making sure people are set up with their health care. Um, sometimes they do on-site services for us. Um, and then we have a big shindig for the kids where we talk about where they are and, you know, really understanding their person. Um, and that was birthed out a couple of incidents that we um, were exposed to while we were on these apartment complexes. Um, just the lack of communication and understanding between parents and children. And so um, now we have a few sponsors, and hopefully um, we will be gathering more corporate sponsors to help us pull off those events because they are growing in those apartment complexes. So, but we do that as well. So um, it's a lot of stuff I do, <laughs> and sometimes it seems like it's all over the place, but it's actually all connected. It's all integral parts of who I am as well as um, my team and our community because we realized that all these things work together. So um, that's sort of my story. Um, what I get to do now is I work with a number of aspiring entrepreneurs, freelancers, creatives that are trying to take their, uh, what they love to do, their passions or their skills and actually monetize them so that they have if nothing else, a secondary source of income. Um, I work with a lot of visual artists. I work with a lot of music artists, uh, culinary artists, because culinary is an art to me. <laughs> I love food. <laughs> and um, mm -hmm. um, we work with a number of health and wellness specialists, um, those that uh, specialize in holistic health. Um, mm -hmm. But we help them take those skills and make them marketable products. Um, but one of the things we focus on for them is making themselves a brand. So regardless okay. of what they do, however they shift, their community goes with them. And because we've been working on community building so long, we sort of know how you know to navigate that space, and now we're moving it more and more into a digital market and taking those sort of same lessons into that digital market. Okay. Wow. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I am over here like, wow. 
you first of all, I mean, you do you do so much. Like you said, you do a lot, and I, I feel you. You know, because oftentimes. You know, when we do so many things, really, it's when we have so many different gifts. Right. And, you know, it can appear that, wow, this person is all over the place. But I get it. I get it because I'm that one. I'm her. <laughs> we have a lot of different things. And, but, like you said, so importantly, they all really work together, you know, for right. the greater mm-hmm. So it's, um, it's really interesting that, you have been able to really just start from scratch because you you talked about, you know, a lot of your experiences and some of the difficulty factors that have been attached to that, you know, from being homeless and, you know, having to move back in with your parents um, to starting all over. When you mentioned the 120 hours, look, put me me on the stretcher. Put me on the stretcher. Look, oh, oh, I, I can't even. I still that's still that's still in the back of my head. I can't. I can't even fathom such a thing because we already know what it took to get the hundred and twenty. So you telling me you have to start over from scratch? That blew me completely away. But I know you're a special sister. I already know that you got what it takes. Oh my goodness! And so, I, first of all, I know that come August the twenty fourth. You're going to be bringing a lot of fire. For one, everything that you've mentioned, especially as it relates to women, okay, because, you know, as you know, this conference is really highlighting, you know, women who are breaking barriers in male-dominated industries. And that, to me, is just about every industry you can think of, right, because no matter what industry it is, most of the time, even if it's a face of a female, there's a man that's behind it. And so you already know just going into businesses, and um, I forget the the word that you actually use, but you pretty much are doing the cleanup. You you, you, You start off saying, hey, look, I recognize the issue here. And recognize, you know, what you might need to help your company. And I'm about to get you straight. You know, I'm going to help you. And then from that, you know, it seems like so many other ideas. It was just like a, a whirlwind of ideas that came. And then, yeah. you know, the beautiful thing in having parents who are supportive. You know, a lot of people do not have a support system. But have, yeah. you have your parents who, you know, had the aha moment too and was like, look, I see this, that must have felt great. Tell me a little bit more about that um, and just how that gave you, you know, the wings to push and do what you're doing now. Yeah, with that, um, it didn't start off that way. (laughs) That would be the first thing I'll tell you. It didn't start that way. They come from the generation of, well, I had one parent who was a college graduate, and um, so it was you go to school, you get your degree, you get your master's, and then you go out into the corporate world. And so with, with, this, with going into business, it definitely took a lot, a lot of convincing. Um, but with my father, um, because his family from Mississippi were part of the freedmen, um, they actually 
had entrepreneurs in his family. So his like okay. great 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 grandfather was the first postmaster, but then he had his own barbershop, and so and so on and so forth. So he understood that, but at the same time, he was like, you know, I worked 40 years in the mill. This is what you do. And so it was always that 40 years. You know, you go to school for this many years, then you spend the 40 years working, and then you retire. And one of the biggest things I remember him saying, um, especially when he was sick, was just that don't, he kept telling me, don't be like me. Now, before, like I said, I fought with them. They didn't understand what I was doing. Um, especially when I lost all of that money, um, they thought that was irresponsible. And for a long time, I kicked myself because I'm a mom. And so, mm-hmm. and I'm a child by myself. I don't get child support. I don't get anything. My whole, you know, the whole story behind her being perceived is a whole nother issue, you know, thing in of itself. Mm-hmm. So um, that was irresponsible. And I dealt with a lot of um, shame when it came to that. But um, the more and more my parents started to sort of open their eyes and see how our economy was changing, and they visibly saw me going and applying for jobs, and then I applied for a job in Chicago, had it for a little bit, but it didn't allow me to be home with my child. And I was like, this, is, this, is, this goes completely against, you know, what I was trying to do with her. So um, over time, over time, they got, and especially, like I said, once they um, became ill, which, you know, I hate that that was the fact, but once they became ill and understanding, because my dad, you know, had cancer, and it's highly likely that it was because of the environment he was in in the mail. You sure. know, my mom had um, cancer, and they said it was stress-induced. And she was a teacher, but she was a teacher, you know, um, where it was high stress, very high stress. Right. and. She worked in a building that was filled with asbestos, you know, so, and then you commit to that. And right before she, or actually right after she retired, because her, her illness pushed her into retirement, right, right after that is when they took teachers' pensions. So I was wow. like, Mom, I don't want to be in a situation where I have to depend on someone else for what's going to take care of me for the rest of my life. I was like, you gave them 40 years, and what are they giving you? And, uh, you know, the more and more she saw how things were changing, even down to education, um, you know, we're, um, most of my family on my mom's side are educators. And, um, you know, we commit to that, but even with that, it is uh, definitely some disparities. And you're, it's, you're paying all of this money to learn this education, and then you get out of college, and it's a big possibility that you won't be working in your field or you'll be working for quite a low, you know, a a much lower pay than what your degree costs, you know. And so um, the more and more I learn, the more and more I'm around uh, different networks of people, um, the more and more, even like like I said, I started in computers. The ones that are really making money, they were getting certifications, and we were working on our degrees, and they paid less for their certifications than we paid for our degrees. So it just didn't make sense. And I was like, something's not adding up. And so um, just that in and of itself really opened their eyes. And I will say I, I can't tell you how many times, even just this year, um, that I've cried 
of my mom was like, Gretchen, I see what you're doing. Keep going. You know, um, and she yeah. has been my number one support, especially in knowing that, you know, this is something that my dad, you know, sort of gave me his blessing to do. Um, but also just seeing my daughter, you know. I was like, Mom, it's nothing wrong with having multiple streams, even if I get a nice exercise, having something else to help with the income because you can't make it off of one income unless you bank it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you can't you can't make it off of one income, and then you know you want to have uh, the extra, especially if you're philanthropic, or if you just want another house or another car. You know, you need that extra uh, cushion. So you know, Gretchen, you are this is Aja. You are a mover and shaker in Gary. <laughs> I mean, I see you everywhere. You are doing big things, and when it comes to I'm serious. When it comes to entrepreneurship in the city of Gary and Northwest Indiana, period, when I think of entrepreneur, I think of Gretchen because you are the connector between all of the powerhouse entrepreneurs that I've met since we relocated here. And your background is so powerful. How do you think – now, you touched on this a little bit, but I want to go deeper into it. How do you think that dealing with all of the – trauma and the things that you've been through in your life have pushed you into being the disruptor in this in your industry? Um, well, I'll say this. I didn't intend to be. I like being in the background. But I kept being, I kept, uh, being in, in situations where it was either you say something now or other people, it started with, or other people behind you. This can happen to other people. I, at the time, and still fight with, um, you know, self-love and um, appreciating myself and knowing my value. But I will take care, I will take better care of my, my neighbor than I will myself. So part of it was, okay, Gretchen, you're going through this now. You can say, so, you know, you can do this and protect this person. You could protect this person. And so that's honestly what fueled me. And I know that's, you know, I, I, I listen to other people and I'm like, dang, that's not me. I, I, but that's because of, I know what triggers me. And what triggers me is helping someone else. And so uh, that's what pushed me into those areas uh, as far as working with, you know, numerous people uh, across the city. Um, also with that is just, understanding that we were fighting on a certain, on this level, the surface level for things dealing with small businesses and entrepreneurship coming into the city, not understanding that it goes past that, it goes to the legislative level, it goes to zoning, you got all these different parts of the puzzle that have to connect. And so that puts me into sort of understanding more about city ordinances, um, and really getting people into office <laughs> because mm-hmm. I need things to work for our people. So if I need things to work for our people, I got to get all the pieces together. And so all of my clients, one of the things that we, one of the things that we do before, uh, right at the onset of them working with us, is we start to look into. Um, I have them read the Art of War, and I know it sounds really crazy. No, but, it doesn't sound crazy. Know, not my team, you know, that was the first book I had them read was The Art of War. Yes, it's just you have to understand 
how you're going into this thing. And so it's once they, you know, read that, they sort of get a better idea. And so we try to move as much as a unit as possible. Um, but also we understand that the long game is the better game for us. We don't play the short game. We play the long game. And so certain things we are okay. We have made, you know, up in our mind that some things we may not be able to see, but we're going to do it. We're going to do it for our kids. We're going to do it for their kids. We're going to do it for those that come after us. And so um, just understanding that we're, all, we're building something. And it takes a commitment. I will say that it takes a serious commitment, but we're doing it. We're doing it slowly but surely. So, but, yeah, that's what I get to do. And I'm so I'm honored that people even, you know, entrust us with their dreams and entrust us with what they have been given. So, Wow. Gretchen, you know, I am so inspired, you know, by everything that you shared with us um, today because you definitely represent a woman who is breaking barriers and helping to build communities. You know, this really is what Morgo Investors is all about, you know, not only creating generational wealth, but giving others an opportunity to strive, to grow, to build, to enrich their lives. And, you know, when I think about the hand that rocks the cradle, you know, rocks and rules the world, your hand is definitely rocking the cradle, and it definitely is ruling the world. So to my listening audience, for those of you who, you know, just listen to all of the wonderful things that, you know, Ms. Step has had to share with us today, you better be in the house. And not only that, you better tell a friend. See, the thing about business and being an entrepreneur is that you should want for your sister and your brother what you want for yourself. So if you know that you're building wealth and you know that you have been given opportunities and you know that you're working on your business, then you see your business bestie out there. You want to make sure that you bring in your business bestie. And Gretchen is going to definitely give you something not only to think about, but something that's going to help you take your business to the next level. Gretchen, we thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule. I already know it's busy. I know you probably have to find a quiet hiding space just to take a moment to share with us. Am I lying? No, very true, very true. That's why I got people calling me down, like, okay, Gretchen. <laughs> so we're not going to take up much more of your time because we want to be able to save some of this goodness for August the 24th. So thank you, Gretchen, so much for your time, your generosity, and sharing, you know, all of what you do. And Folks out there, we look forward to you coming and joining us. Don't forget to like and share this podcast. Um, make sure you go to our Morgo Investors um, Facebook page and check us out at Eventbrite because that's where you can get your tickets. Just look us up. The hand that rocks the cradle rocks and rules the world. We thank you so much. Aja, do you have anything that you want to say in closing? Nah, because Gretchen just covered everything. She just read all. <laughs> <laughs> she covered everything. Bought the tea, the juice, 
and everything else. This is this is this is what's up. So thank you, family, and we look forward to joining you the next time on the More Gold Investors Podcast.